0: Crime, cases, and backing the blue. Now, here are your hosts, Captain Ed Mamet and Detective Kevin Schroeder.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Cop Talk. I'm Kevin Schroeder, and I'm here with my co host, Ed Mamet.
0: Hello, WABC listeners. Here we are again for another episode of Cop Talk.
1: Today's guest on Cop Talk is Vincent Restore. He's also known as Big Pussy from the hit show Sopranos. He's a strong supporter of of law enforcement throughout the country especially the NYPD he's born and raised in the Bronx and he's also lived in New Rochelle as well he plays a legendary TV mobster on The Sopranos he does some nightclub work and he's also co-founder with Maureen Van Zandt of the Renegade Theater so Vinny why don't you tell everyone you know how'd you start your career how'd you get into acting Uh, how'd you become so uh, famous and uh, fame and fortune how did this all happen
2: well it was was kind of you know when i tell stories it's like i'm walking up ninth avenue and i'm going on an audition back in the day and who's walking down ninth avenue it's true it was little stephen and he had the do-rag on you know and he's looking at me because i think he recognized me from Gotti. It was right after Gotti, and he goes hey and i said hey and i had never met stephen before that about three months later, me and Steven are sitting at a table with the cast of episode, season one of The Sopranos and we're reading. And I and he was he already knew Sirico very well, Tony. And Tony said, you know, Steven, I, I know who he is. And me and Steven, that's when we became close, right from that day, when we met on The Sopranos. And then, you know, he took care of me and he let me go backstage at all the concerts, blah, blah, blah you know in the rest of his history but that's how i met steven
1: oh wow i didn't know that interesting <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah.
2: I, and i oh. i never saw an east street concert until they had a collaboration when bruce went back with east street and little Stephen when we were doing season one and i don't know how he did it he was doing concerts at night indianapolis or whatever getting on a plane and arriving on the set at Silver Cup. In Queens by right seven thirty in the morning right? and oh. put his wig uh, <laughs> on. Yeah, oh yeah. Wow.
1: I've been at a few yeah. Bruce Springsteen concerts, you know, to see Stevie perform and you and Maureen Van Zandt would be dancing in the uh audience. Yeah, yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. So, well, if you go with Maureen you sit close and personal, <laughs> you know. I
1: was Absolutely. sitting
2: uh had met Life and uh his mother, Bruce's mother was like sitting right in front of me. You can't get better seats than that. Right. You know? Right. And then when we went to Washington, my granddaughter, um, eleven years old, she went to see Bruce Springsteen. That's the second time she saw him. But but they but they took care of us. They gave us great seats, and you know, right. you uh, Imagine you're eleven years old and you're meeting these guys. You know,
1: so. yeah, Pretty cool. Pretty cool. So
2: he's been good to me, and I know right. he's good to you and the foundation.
1: Yeah, and 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 exactly, Stevie's been great with the NYPD Widows and Children, and which we'll touch on in a bit. But Captain. Uh, the
0: premiere was about 25 years ago, and uh, it changed TV forever. What are your earliest memories of that show?
2: Probably the impact that it did on uh, all of our careers, because even Jimmy, again, uh, the was a, what we call a character actor. He wasn't a leading man. You know, he was getting co-star roles in Crimson Tide and uh, these movies that he was doing with other actors. Uh, Nicholas Cage and stuff, but he never was a leading man, and they didn't bring any names, big names in in the, in the cast. You know, Lorraine Brock, everybody knew who she was, but she wasn't she wasn't Meryl Streep, you know. And that when that started to work, and especially when we were all getting work, all, a lot of unknown actors just, you know. It, change, it changes your life. You're just you're walking on the street. Uh, people want to know who you are. They're asking you for autographs. Next thing you know, you're going on meet and greets. Next thing you do, you're doing cigar things for Kevin, and 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 you're, and, uh, you're all over the place. So that's what it was after season one. It just blew up.
0: When did you realize that you were part of something earth-shaking?
2: After I was dead. <laughs> they killed me the show blew up. A lot of times people say, why do you think they killed you? I said, for the ratings. They said, what are you talking about? I said, they never in episodic television knocked off a leading man in the middle of uh, the season. It never happened. Everybody thought I was going to go into witness protection, you know, and that didn't happen. So it it woke everybody up. You you know,
0: know, the irony of all this is that you... uh uh, we're in a, a program that portrays organized crime, and yet you are a stalwart supporter of uh, of the police, um, which is kind of like uh, interesting for the audience to know. Uh, what um, what can you tell us about your involvement with the police?
2: Well, uh, Captain, all uh, uh, of my best friends' fathers worked in the Rochelle Police Department. Every time I got in trouble, they got me out of it. I mean, we we respected and honored the, my nephew was a cop uh a nurse shell police department undercover. cover my nephew johnny so the police department's part of my family uh my best friend bobby coin his father his brother two of his brothers they were all under a shop police department so and, and what was good about the nourish police department is that we were all small businesses you know we all had our bars and our restaurants and there were like 80 of them and uh it wasn't like it is now with the 21 and the dwis that they were all in support that we were bringing um business into to you know about our bars and our restaurants and the live music and well you know but there were some times when uh you know the, the police department always helped me out but years as as time goes by especially after 9 11 who would not jump on board and say, New York's finest, you know, look what's going on, the fire department, the police department. You know, we were going down there, me, Sirico, uh, Johnny Sachs. We were going down to 9-11. I want—I wound up getting a claim from cancer, you know. see A lot of people don't know that. I got pancreatic uh, cancer from going down there, and I got the claim. But you know, we were in 100% support of the, the Fire Department. And I think 9-11 turned it around a lot. Yes. You know, not like it's going on now, but back then everybody was in 100% support of USA back yeah,
0: That was just for a few years, and then everything changed. Went back to where it was before. People disliking police for taking police action. Yeah. You know,
1: Vinny, You've been a big supporter, obviously, of law enforcement. I know anything I've asked you to do uh, for the NYPD, you've been there front and center, uh, as well as Stevie Van Zandt and Maureen Van Zandt. And I know you also host our event every year, uh, Little Stevens Policeman's Ball at the Mandarin. And um, I know this year, unfortunately, you couldn't make it, but you've been doing it for nine years prior and can we touch on that? And also, the Retired Detectives of New York, uh, where you've been to our cigar events and also been honored by us, the Guardian Y, yeah. Retired Detectives of New York. And you're, you're you're a great guy. And can you just touch on the uh, the involvement with the um, Little Stevens Policeman's wow. Ball?
2: When we do the Policeman's Ball, first we started out, I, I got involved uh, uh, because of your cousin Pat. And Killer Joe with with their band, they were, we were doing it at a smaller ballroom. Remember before yes. Stevie got involved.
1: Yes, yes, that's right. true. That's true.
2: So we were it, making a couple of thousand yeah. a year. Remember <laughs> exactly,
1: exactly, yeah. exactly. Then, yep. uh, Killer Joe.
2: Wow, well, he brings in Max Weinberg with the band. Mm-hmm. Uh, he keeps Killer on the bill, but Killer goes on late. Right. Uh, he brings <laughs> in Gary Bonds, and he had had me hosting. And this year I couldn't host because I was sick. But
1: what's right. his name? Uh, oh, um, uh, Drew, Drew Carey. Drew Carey hosted it this year.
2: In the last minute, God bless him. He right. came in. Um, and you know, I, I try to be there every year. And you know, know, when you call Stephen and say, Stephen, I can't get out of the house today, I'm sick, and he, he doesn't get mad at you oh. because he, knows he has these other resources, and he also knows from traveling around with East Street, guys are getting sick, and guys are, you know, that's happening, so it wasn't, but I'll be there next year, Kevin.
1: No, I know you will, and and I, you know, I'm sorry you missed it this year, I'm sorry you weren't ill that night, but it was a great time as always, but look forward to having you back next year. I'll be back. God willing, thank you. Bruno, he's your numero uno. Uh,
0: did you see the video uh, about that melee on Randall's Island involving the illegals that took place a few days ago where they uh, attacked the police? Yeah, of course I did. What did you think of that?
2: Oh, I don't know why they're here. I mean, who's letting them come up? This is, this is I don't even want to go into the city anymore. It's disgusting. I'm sorry. I live in City Island. You guys go down the corner and practice every morning and wake me up. Down that, that right. at the gunning place, you know, Kevin down on right. right. City Island, they practice range. Right. They
1: right.
2: It's, the, I remember. remember the good days of going into the village in the 60s and the 70s. We would go down, sausage and peppers, go to the clubs, see the music. I, it, I, you know, it just bothers me because you don't know what's going to happen now. And it's not just New York. I mean, come on, Super Bowl, the Super Bowl parade, it's all over now. Right. Uh, and I don't know how Absolutely. you guys can handle this now. This is just, everything's on you guys. Everything's on
0: you guys. So you think the, right? do you think the quality of life uh, has changed? Of
2: course it has. People don't know the greatness of the 50s and the 60s and the 70s that we grew up in. You know, I was born in 1946. I watched movies, on am trying classic movie. I went to see with my mother, the role all these different movies. We had a great life back then. Uh, and even going into the 70s with the movies The Godfather and everything, we had great music. Uh, we had a great attitude. I don't know what happened. It, 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 and, and now as I get older, we're getting older, it's depressing because it's not going it, to, it, it doesn't seem like it's going to get any better. I don't know. What do I know?
1: If you were mayor tomorrow in New York City, what would you do different? How would you try to turn the city back around?
2: Now you're going to ask me a question. I, I really would control the immigration policy because I know my family came in through Ellis Island, and so did you guys' families. Right. You came in the hard way. And I think the immigration situation has to go back to, you want to come into the country, it ain't going to be as easy as it used to be. It wasn't easy for my family, wasn't easy for your family, wasn't easy for any of the uh, the American uh, immigrants. It wasn't even for, even for the blacks. Don't make it easy for somebody to come up through Mexico because guess what? I was watching television yesterday and a lot of them are coming from China. What does that mean? Right,
1: right. No, we agree with you with that for sure.
2: Uh, what's uh, going on?
1: And what about, how's your how's your thoughts on did the, all these DAs and all five boroughs letting everybody out, you know, the bail reform and everything else going on, not prosecuting, it seemed like they didn't want to prosecute police officers, one, two, three, but when it comes to the perpetrator, they let them go.
2: When I was 17 years old, I got in trouble for stealing ties and I went before the judge, it was me and three of the guys, and the judge said, you guys go in the service or you go to jail. That's what they told us back then. Right. And I went in the Navy, and the other guys went in Ring Corps. Does that happen today? Negative. <laughs> no. They say, they say get out of jail free.
1: Yeah. Go
2: Go stab somebody else again. Go ride the subways again. Go shoot some. And, and I don't know how you guys are handling
1: this. Crazy, crazy times, Scott.
0: Well, you know, in your time and my time, that was a very common way uh, uh, for the justice system to deal with people that got in trouble, young kids, they gave you a choice, either go to jail or go into the military. Because at that time, That's right. there, there was a draft. So you would get drafted regardless. So the judges would You're make, gonna get make it it. Anyway,
2: so You might as well join up. And by joining up, like my brother Johnny, he didn't have to, but my friends, um, I don't want to say their names, but we, we all got in trouble. And uh, when I, they went to the Marine Corps, they said, You're not coming to the Marine Corps? What a semper fire. I said, No, I'm going to Navy.
0: <laughs> That's part of the Marine Corps. The Navy is part of the Marine Corps, as you yeah.
2: know. <laughs> and I worked, it was mean, something else because I was working on the APAs and we were landing the troops. Uh, so I, I still was part of the Marine Corps. We were coming out of Norfolk. But then I got some good duty in, uh, in Washington and I took night classes. Uh, University of Maryland. That's when I started getting interested in acting, but I didn't become an actor until I was forty-two years old.
0: Well, what you said before is interesting because in my time we were all uh, drafted, but there was one guy who got in trouble like you, and he had a he had to go in. He had to go in for four years. Also, he, he went into the army for four years because he enlisted. Enlistments were four years, and draft was for two years. So yeah. while everybody else was in for two, this guy went in for four. He, he had no choice. It was it. <laughs> I
2: did four years in the cow I did four years. I did a thing called the Kitty Cruise, where you sign up just before you're uh, 18, um, and then you get out when you're 21. Um, and I did good. I went to uh, Great Lakes. I was RPOC and boot camp. I, I, I was Captain Zane. I, I did good. I was, you know, sometimes they say the best thing for kids that are coming from an environment you get in a lot of trouble is going to the service. And it's true.
0: Well, those days are gone. I, I believe in bringing back the draft. I think it makes people more responsible and it gives them a, a better view of the world. Uh, getting back to um, your career, uh, you were a nightclub impresario. And uh, did that give you insight into uh, organized crime?
2: It might uh, I think I should say you guys might play. Yes, it did give me an insight to organized crime because they would come in and they would shake you down. But they didn't shake me down because of my family.
0: Well, I am, since it helped you, it helped you in your career uh, in as far as the role you were playing. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. Method acting is when you immerse yourself in the role of the character you're portraying. Am I, am I correct on that?
2: Casting is when you immerse yourself into the role you're playing. Otherwise, you can't do it.
0: All right. So, is that what you did knowing uh, the wise guys that you encountered during your life?
2: Well, look, if I was a casting agent and I was casting Goodfellas um, and I got a part in Goodfellas, because why? Because I looked like those people, because I sounded like those people. Was I those people? No, I was an actor. Uh, Tony Dow was part of that crew. Uh, my friend Tony, he admits it. But I, I, you know, I'm not from a wise guy family. My father, guys, he he did book, but he did book like the football games, you know, small time. But he wasn't a wise guy. No, Daddy wasn't a wise guy. No, so no. how did I grow up being an actor? Method, I do a little method, but I didn't. You know, what is the method? You got to go kill somebody to be a killer I mean I don't understand what the method is sometimes I mean I mean they say Brando was a method actor and Montgomery Clift and Al Pacino all these guys are method actors and I understand that like when Brando when Pacino did uh cruising he ran around in cop cars that's the way these guys work, right but um I don't think it's necessary I I got my scripts I pick up my scripts I, I learn my lines and I become the character and that's what I tell my actors you know You don't have to go out and kill somebody to play a killer. You know, (laughs) it's in the script. You just become that person for the day. Well, is hard, like we're doing Big Pussy, right? And I'm playing a rat, you know? And then I come back and I I was living in Pelham Bay uh, and what are you, what are you, a rat? I said, no, he's a rat. I'm not a rat, he's a rat, you know?
1: Yeah.
2: and they, even the guys in the social club they won't let me in on more. get out of here, you're right. I I'm not a rat. And they thought I was doing research,
1: you know? Hey, Vinny, you know, all the great things you've done, all the great things you do, what do you enjoy the most?
2: That in my life right now? Yeah. Being in a situation that I never thought in my life I would be. Uh, running around with little Steven and having a theater company with Maureen and being a part of the 25th anniversary of one of the most successful TV shows in history. See, so us posted in the back, Keylogger. That's from yeah. Steve. See, it says up. See, you know, it. What's my highlight in life is being able to do what I'm allowed to do now. It's like um, you guys gave me a badge. I use the badge, Kevin. You know, how many people get a badge? <laughs> tell us about the badge you gave me.
1: Courtesy I mean, badge, I used, that.
2: Yeah, but I use it. I don't I don't abuse it. I use it. If I'm in a jam, I take that thing out. Like, if I got to make it left somewhere, I'm not supposed to. But not if I, I don't, but if I get pulled out for a ticket, I don't take up my badge. I don't take up the badge. Right. But I don't get pulled out. Right. Well, yeah. I, I think the answer to your questions are is that, here I am at 77 years old, and I would never think in my fondest dreams when I was back in high school, school, getting in trouble, joining the Navy, doing this and that, that I would be in a situation uh, where I'm talking to you guys about my career, and, uh, uh, you know, uh, you know who, who, who uh, when we do, when we have a good track record, a legacy, your family's proud of you. So you do it for your family first. Everybody thinks that you become an actor and you want to be a star for your own ego. You can't do it for your own, it's not about you. It's about who you're going to be able to help. You know, like uh, we were doing a Soprano show down in Washington, me, Michael, and Sharifah. And my daughter and my granddaughter were in the audience and my daughter said, I don't know if Maya, my granddaughter should come to the show, you curse. I said, they curse on television, they curse in school. She could come. And she was, Kevin, she was blown away. There were 1,300 people in the audience. Wow. She okay. didn't know. She, she didn't understand it because she she's not allowed to watch Sopranos. She said, why does everybody like
1: you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. You know, Vinny, you were on yeah. The Apprentice as well.
2: Well, yeah. I'm glad yeah. you brought that yeah. up. Yeah, so let's talk oh.
1: about The Apprentice with uh, okay. former President Donald oh. Trump.
2: Donald's doing Celebrity Apprentice. I think it was the second season he did Celebrity Apprentice. And um, Chuck Labella, who turned out to be a good friend of mine, he does Dancing with the Stars and everything, calls me up and he said, "Uh, Donald wants you on The Apprentice. And I said, really? He said, yeah. I said, do I have to audition? He says, no. He said, you're in New York City as far as he's concerned. So now I'm on The Apprentice and I'm working with Pierce, and I'm working with um, Stephen uh, Baldwin, and I'm working with Mary Lou Hanna, and it's really a, 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 a great. And I, I win, you know, when you're the, pro, uh, uh, the project manager, if you win, you get money for your charity. So I was the project manager on the, the Broadway ticket stuff, and Donald said, um, let's set it up, uh, we're going to give you a white check because it was for her charity because my wife, Nancy, my ex-wife, lost her husband, uh, Mitchell, to pancreatic cancer. So we go down, Kevin, in front of the Lamella's, cameras, and Nancy said, what's this about? I said, you're getting filmed. I hand her uh, an envelope, she opened it up, It said $50,000, Donald Trump. She said, who's that for? I said, that's from Donald Trump. So wow. that's the something Donald Trump people don't know about.
1: Right, right. Yep, Well, wow, that's a great story, wow. You know, yes. yeah.
2: we had we were, uh, Matt Lauer's uh, room, uh He called me over and he says, come here, I want you to meet the president of NBC. We're doing a two hour special with your show. I said, and at the end they did this final song. So he was always my friend. I always respected him that he put me on his show and he gave me a break like that. You know, that was great coverage. Um, about his politics now, I'm, right now i tell you something the way things are going i'm leaning more towards Donald again i swear to god because i don't i don't think we're going to get out of this situation with the with the with the politicians we have in office right now i think we need i think and i know our friends are going to get a little upset about me saying this but i think i think the united states needs to get back and and lock up the borders and take care of its own I mean, you got
0: a big government from China,
1: right? Yeah, we agree. It's like the world is upside down right now.
0: Donald Trump is a great supporter of law enforcement, and that's what we like about him. He has plans uh, to, um, you know, to make the police visible again. Give them, you know, make sure they have the authority to do what they were supposed to do, and uh, that's one part of his program that we appreciate. I don't know if you're aware of it, but he has made proposals. Uh, probably that he would do quite quickly after he takes office. Uh, one other thing I want to mention: you uh, you said you grew up in New Rochelle. Uh, are you aware that the the police commissioner for a number of years came from the New York City Police Department, Pat Carroll?
2: I, I moved out in New Rochelle um, '87. I moved to Palm Bay, and then I moved over here to City Island. Yeah, but uh, yeah, well to me moving to 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 uh, uh Bay, I was pretty active with uh, but I didn't know him. No, I knew I know um, there was one uh, that was in a TV show. Uh,
0: uh, well, he probably my... he probably came after you after you moved. With. I think he, he retired in, he the 90s, in the nineties, in the mid nineties. But he was there for about ten years. He did a very good job. Yeah. yeah.
1: So Vinny, what's up what's uh, up and coming what's up next for you
0: I got a show tomorrow
2: night up in Pleasantville okay. Pleasantville, New York uh, where Pace College is there's a bar up there called the garage and I'm going up with my band one of my musicians passed away Kevin so we're gonna having a big tribute to him tomorrow night if anyone, you
1: know? if, anyone, if anyone wanted to get involved or go up there or, or contribute how would they how would they go about that
2: if anybody wants to come to the garage, it's up in Pleasantville. You can just pay $20 to come in, and there's going to be a lot of great music from 8 to 10.30. I'm also down at the cutting room. I know you come to the cutting room occasionally. You're, nice. you're down to yourself. I'm down in May 2nd, and okay. then I move around. I do the Wonder Bar. I do a show at the Wonder Bar every, every November for the veterans. Oh, nice. Every November. Without fail, for the Vietnam veterans of, of New Jersey.
1: nice, yeah. nice. Nice.
2: Vietnam,
1: you know, that was my era. Is Killer Joe and Pat Rumor going to be playing with you at the Cutter room? I don't
2: go anywhere without Killer. Now he drives me around.
1: (laughs) That's great. That's great. Well, you got Steve too, you know. But, uh...
2: You know, uh, Steve is not into rock and roll. Yeah. Better to killer. what time are you picking me up? Five thirty. We're going up there. He sings, he takes me home. He's <laughs> happy. Everybody's happy. Yeah. I, I bring Stevie to an event like that. He's like got a puss on his face all night. He can't wait to go home.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well this summer we gotta get you out to the Hamptons and play at Finns and Forks. It's owned by some detectives out there. We gotta get you out there.
2: What's it
1: called? Fins and Forks out in uh, Hampton Bays.
2: Somebody asked me to do that, but
1: Yeah, you're gonna be out there. We're gonna see you out there this summer for sure. Yep.
2: Killer plays there, doesn't he? Yes,
1: yes. Killer Joe plays there. Yes, he does. But you'll be out there this year as well.
2: All right, um, what up, bro?
1: So how can people follow you?
2: Well, um, uh, I'm on Facebook, uh, social media, you know, you see all my pictures and everything on my Facebook. Um, I'm on Instagram, but I don't know how to do it. Stevie knows how to do it. And um, uh, you know, the truth is, uh, guys, is I'm trying to lay low as I get older.
1: No, I, I you know? yeah. Well, you know, you're doing a great job. You've been doing a great job for years, and keep doing what you're doing. And you know, Vinny, uh, it's a pleasure to be a friend of yours, and and it's an honor. And I I, I love the work that you do for the veterans, as well as, as well as everyone uh, that wears the blue uniform, NYPD, and throughout the country. Uh, you know, national all our law enforcement personnel. Um, Captain, do you
2: have a date? Do you have a date for next December yet with the PBA uh, uh, dance?
1: No, it's usually around the 20th, 19, 20, 21st of uh, December. Let
2: me know because Stevie yes. gets so busy. He gets to tell me.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He forgets yeah. to tell me. I know. I know. Well, I think he's going back on tour, I think in March, and then he'll be back in maybe yeah. in July or August, you know. But we're also going to have a uh, golf outing this year. Uh, we had it last year, Little Stevens Policeman's Ball golf outing. It was our first one last year, and it was very successful and uh hopefully you uh, you're around to attend that and stevie came last year we auctioned off some guitars it was great great turnout and it was Wait, the first you one play golf? i'm sorry
2: did steven play golf
1: no no stevie came there for the uh for the you know presentations and the uh, dinner
2: he used to play golf a lot but he didn't want to play no longer. he used to play golf a lot oh, oh i
1: didn't even know that oh really oh, oh interesting oh yeah oh wow yeah, okay I that's
2: he, i think he threw his bags in the water <laughs>
1: Well, I'll have to bring some clubs for him for next year. You know, actually this, I say next year, it's actually this September. We don't have a date yet, but I'll keep you, keep you posted, you know? Okay. Um, but uh, Vinny, thank you so much. Uh, you know, we hope to have you again soon. And um, thank you for being on an episode of Cop Talk. I'll talk to you uh, soon. You I'll talk to you soon. Thank Just you again.
2: Talk to me, Kevin. Don't, 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 forget about me.
1: Never do. You're, you're, no, you're family. No, We're family. I,
2: I, yeah, Exactly. Thank yeah. You. Well see that's the connection.
1: Okay. Sounds good. Sounds good, Vinny. The
2: connection the connection is that uh how how did I get close to the police department and it all started with Kevin. That's it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thank you. Love you. Much love to you. Okay. Oh my and NYPD L- 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 loves you, and so does law enforcement and the veterans and the military. Uh, everyone, if you like what you hear, please subscribe to Cop Talk. Uh, you could also follow us on Twitter at Cop Talk WABC. That's at Cop Talk WABC. Until next time, everyone be safe out there. God bless law enforcement throughout the country. God bless our vets, and God bless America. Thank you.